0: Hi everyone, welcome to The Creative Punjabis Show with Jasmeet Narang. This podcast is being created as part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Our guest for today's episode is a self-taught artist based out of Edmonton, Alberta. Her digital art form is everywhere. I am sure you might have seen her artwork over the internet and you might have that as your mobile wallpaper i am personally a great fan of her digital illustration let's try and understand her journey from quitting her job to becoming a full-time digital artist please welcome ravina to welcome to the creative punjabis i'm extremely excited to have this conversation with you ravina
1: thank you so much for having me just me
0: well i must tell you and i'm saying this honestly i'm halfway through my season and and I haven't mentioned this to any guest, but if I were to choose a brand ambassador for this season, it would be you.
1: That is so kind. Thank
0: you. So let's start a conversation. Since your work represents a category which is a creative art form, and moreover, you are a self-taught artist. When did your journey actually started in this creative domain?
1: Of course. um. So I am self-taught, but art has, like, always been something I've always been gravitated towards. Like, even as a kid, um, growing up, it was a form of expression for me. Um, And I feel like as I got older, the pull towards art just got so much stronger. And it's kind of, like, hard to bring into words of how to explain it. But, you know, when you're, like, like, you have a favorite food or that you crave, it's kind of like that craving that you got from creating art um to the point like in one like one of my um, summers I was taking a university course and I usually did a lot of art when it was summertime and I didn't have university because I wouldn't get to during school to do it um but this one summer I like dropped out of my classes in the summer because I wanted to do art so badly so I think like I like I would say that the universe was kept on hinting that this was something I should be devoting more time to but just like circumstances and growing up, like you do want to get your degree, you do want to like work, like there's just so many other responsibilities you have with it that sometimes you choose to ignore the signs you're getting. Um, but I feel like the pandemic kind of came in at the right time because um, I just graduated and I was working in the tech industry. So that's kind of where my like love for digital art started. Um, so like I got my first iPad and I started working on there. So every single day I was just creating, 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 and I fell in love with it Because for digital art, like it's still such a beautiful creative process, but it's more, um, I would say like faster than I would say comparing it to like oil painting or something that takes like weeks to do, which I really enjoy that about digital art because I'm not the most patient person. Um, so I like starting a lot of different projects at once. So that's why I feel like I fell so in love with digital art, and I could really get my creative like um, juices flowing through doing art on my iPad. Um, but that's kind of like where it started. So like right after I graduated and the pandemic hit, like I was home a lot. Uh, we were also working from home, so it just gave me a lot of time to kind of figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and then after that, like I would just say I was just so blessed and like like divinely guided of like this was what I was meant to do so every like opportunity kind of just came towards it because I started doing what I'm really passionate about.
0: Superb you made the best use of your time. I would like to ask when you discovered this love towards digital art where did you get your validation from was this family friends or self-realization? that I'm good at this or I have got what it takes to explore this creative art form.
1: I, I wouldn't say that I'm good at what I do. I just think I'm very passionate about it. Like I would never yep. say that I'm skilled in this, like I, that I'm, I would never say that I'm talented or skilled and I don't look for that validation either when I'm creating. Um, and I used to kind of stay away from that because I feel like once you start getting validation from others, then I'm going to look for validation for every piece. So whatever it is, whether it's like getting a hundred comments, where it's getting like 10,000 likes, whether it's like everyone reacting a certain way. And then you don't, you stop making art for yourself and you start making it for everyone around you, which is something to stay away from. And I want to create art because I'm passionate about it. Um, But validation wise, I think it's important that I give myself validation for it. So just listening to like what I wanted as a child And that was, I loved creating. So I think just going back and reflecting on like my previous childhood experiences, things that I wanted to do, um, creating art was like a huge one. So I think the validation came from within. Um, But as in support, I would say like my parents are extremely supportive. My family is super supportive. Um, The community that I'm in is very like the Brown community. I'm really lucky to be part of it because they are one of the most supportive communities out there. Um, and I think I got really lucky with getting so much love um, early on, just like, even now, like, I just get so much love every single day. Um, and that's like, the validation is kind of separate from support. So like, support, I will always need and I feel like it's never just my successes. It's never just my accomplishments. I think it's something that we as a community are all doing together. Um, so I think it's a collective purpose. And I think that's the most think versus getting validation for your work.
0: I, I completely agree. Uh, but for someone who is an aspiring artist and who is constantly overthinking whether they are on the right track or not, how do they get their validation or should they even seek a validation?
1: I think that validation is also still from within. So if you feel okay. good about what you're doing, if you feel all uh-huh. well, is there, the passion is there. You have to give yourself the validation for it. You can't be searching for answers that are outside when they're coming from inside. It's what you're going to do for the rest of your life, not what anyone else is going to do. And that opinion of someone else should not your decision. Like this is genuinely at the end of the day, you're living your life every single day for yourself. So if you're not harming anyone, if you think you're bringing goodness into others' lives, this should be something that you're completely passionate about. And I feel like the validation will truly come from within you.
0: I agree. And I was little keen on asking this question because many aspiring artists try to seek someone external validation and get influenced by others' opinions, which in some cases leads to people dropping off from their passion.
1: But I feel like that also comes down to like a community thing, right? So like we always value the opinion of others so much in every yep. aspect of our lives, you know, like when it comes to what we're wearing, what we're eating, like where we're going, who we're going with, like it all comes down to the opinion of others. I think as a community, we need to start taking a more individual approach at it and start listening to what we truly wanna do with our lives. And I feel like we're starting to move that way. So I know like, even for my parents, I would say like my dad is pretty creative. Like he likes writing songs, like he's very good at poetry, but he never was in the circumstance to pursue his creative passion. Because when they immigrated here, like, they were so on survival mode. So they always needed to work and, like, bring food home. And, like, everything was just about, like, the most logical way to provide for their family. Um, And I feel like even kids now, like, you still get your in-households that don't let you pursue what you want to pursue. And then I even hear, like, people telling my mom and, like, my parents and saying, like, oh, like, why is Ravina an artist? Like, that's not a very logical career, this and that. Like, you know, people are always going to have opinions good or bad and i think you take it as like something that kind of goes in one year and out the other year because if you're not happy with what you're doing i don't there's there's a point of doing it like you should be happy with yourself um so even if like you had a point in your life where you wanted to do it but now you're not doing it because you got discouraged i think it's never too late i always tell my dad like just retire like retire right now and like do what you're really passionate about your whole life working for someone else like it's time to give yourself time and it's never too late to start doing that
0: true that it shouldn't be a barrier to start something one is passionate about now that you have turned into a full-time artist uh, but what was ravina doing before this
1: so i graduated from a bachelor of commerce um recently and after that like everyone always has a plan the corporate world working up the ladder um but i didn't really ever know like what i wanted to do with my degree but like my both my parents like have their own businesses so like my whole um like everyone around me is kind of like disoriented um so i kind of want to pursue like the creative field with the business field um but like my very last year of university i got a job with apple so i was working with them and it was an amazing company um people that I worked with and they were very supportive of my art um career throughout ever since it did um and I think like it's because of their support as well it kind of pushed me to like pursue this full time and give more hours to it um so like I started business a year ago um and like every single day so it'd be like a nine to five shift and then I would come home like eat quickly six to two o'clock i'd be working on the business and it'd be kind of like the same thing every day so like health wise perspective wise like i didn't have enough hours in the day to be like li- like living a healthy i feel like something um and then just like with the fact that like what i'm growing so much as there's so many new opportunities that are coming that i have to like take so much time away and like go out of the city and do some projects um so just that that's kind of like what led towards maybe just give myself some time and some grace and just do um, art full time. And I just I like again it was kind of like that pull that you have when you're like trying to figure out what you want to do with your life because I feel like it's such a generic question everyone's always asking me like what do you want to do I never in a million years thought I would be a full time artist like that's just the wild it's still wild to me that I'm living as a full time artist right now. Um, but I'm really glad that I do get to do this and I'm blessed and humble about it but it was kind of like a decision that kind of just came to itself after I realized like where do I want to spend more of my time and what do I enjoy doing and that was more
0: yeah it completely makes sense and the sooner one finds out oh, the better it is. Uh, Ravina, you have been doing a lot of digital art form but for more t- most of the artists, the journey actually starts from growing on a canvas. How was your transition from canvas to digital?
1: Um, yeah, I used to do a lot of canvas um, and even on paper, like I loved doing acrylics, watercolor. Um, I love spray painting. I had this one summer where I just did spray painting and I was absolutely in love with it. Um, obviously, going to digital, it was a bit different so that every single, like when I on my ipad like every single day i was doing like 20 like mini illustrations every single day for like i would say a few months just to get like my hands in there and just to like practice as much as i can it is a new medium and you do want to get like you want to know everything about it and you're just so excited about it so it was different um i do like occasionally go back to canvas because i do miss like obviously the texture you can't get that on an ipad you can't get like the same I would say like yeah, the texture would be a main like a big thing. You can try getting it like to look like a canvas, but like you can't visually for yourself see um like when you are painting on a canvas. And I feel like they're both like creating for me is like a meditative process. So for both of them, like I feel the same excitement, the same level of peace. Um, but I would say like I like transitioning between back and forth. But I feel like since I've been growing um pretty quick, like I grow my iPad because I want to produce like more content and more art and bring that out there
0: yeah makes sense i mean uh digital actually gives you freedom to draw and experiment more quickly right
1: yeah and i would just you can get your ideas out there quicker um and there's been so many things that have happened in the pandemic like the farmers protests, and how much is going on that you want to like get your emotions out there um in a way that support as well so i feel like advocacy is a big thing that comes behind digital art and it's easier to get your message across in the moment when yep. you're working with digital
0: absolutely Ravina, you mentioned about farmers protest i really appreciate as an artist the work that you have been doing is creating also is also creating awareness about the sikh history punjabi culture and also highlighting issues related to social injustice there can be tons of ideas but how do you you decide okay this is going to be the art that I'm going to create next
1: yeah um I would say like when I started doing art like I started creating about my culture my religion my roots because I was trying to figure out who I am um so just being a first generation kid in Canada like with like barely anyone brown around you, I feel like there's always, and I feel like this is where like a lot of first gen kids relate to this because there's not a lot around you that kind of signals who you are. So you like look around you in the classroom there's no one with the same skin color, no one with the same hair. Um, there's so, There's so many differences and you try getting molded into this person that you're not and you look into like you come home you watch tv shows for children no one in tv shows looks like you um you look at storybooks that you read in school no one looks like you so I feel like there's just so like a, like for my generation especially there's just such like a mishap of like self-identity where you're just trying to figure out who you are but you don't know who to look to um and reflecting back on like self-portraits I used to make as a kid like they're just so like it makes me sad looking at it because it was just like Ravina trying to figure out who she is. But like in my self-portraits, I would have short hair. I would have a small nose. I would have really light skin because I was obviously trying to be like the population that I was surrounded with. Um, So I feel like as I started growing up and I started learning more about like where I come from, it just made me feel the sense of longing for like the first time. And I feel like that's kind of like the validation I'm giving my inner child that like you know like you come from such a rich heritage there's so much richness within like your roots and where you come from and i feel like i need to celebrate that as much as i possibly can and i feel like this is also such a prime time for my generation to be showing how like uh, how much culture like we have within us for kids that are growing up right now for them to see because now there's so many people writing books there's so many of like representation in tv like there's so many things that kids can look up to and be like, oh my God, I see myself in this. So that was something I really wanted to focus on and I wanted to focus on bringing representation um, and just bringing like the connection back as a first gen. I don't want to lose my roots. I want like my future generations to know where they come from um, and my parents' life story, my grandparents, my grandparents, like I want their legacy to live on. So that's why I focus so much on my roots and learning about where I come from and illustrating that. And I think a lot. that's what, like, touches a lot of people because it's something that you don't see every single day, but you can relate to it because growing up, it's it's different. Like, it's different when you're not surrounded by people that don't look like you. So I think that was, like, a huge, huge way of establishing um, my art form. And I feel like it is, like, a self-identity. Like, my art is who I am, and it's true to who I am. Um, I am, like, as I'm learning about myself, that's how I'm creating Um, So each illustration, it is a part of me. It's literally like something about my life or something about my root.
0: But honestly, if I were to say it's a great responsibility that you have taken because it has a message and a meaningful purpose associated to it. And I mean, it's not like just for fun or entertainment or just a piece, right?
1: Right, yeah. I feel like a lot of creatives have different um motives and different means behind their artwork and that makes them, them. like it could be like for entertainment for example um and yeah. people love looking at that as, that as well right and for me it was because your art is a representation so if you're a funny person you're going to make funny art right but if you're making art to like reflect who you are it's going to be like a whole different type of art um but yeah i love seeing everyone else's art as well i think there's just so much diversity in art that you can always find a part of yourself no matter where you look um so yeah
0: so anyone who is aspiring to become an artist and is struggling to discover his or her niche any tips for them or is there any process that can maybe help them
1: um my biggest advice to like anyone that asks me about like how they should pursue art or what should they do or like how to like you know become known as an artist My biggest advice is you should be creating art that is true to who you are. So there shouldn't be art that you're mimicking someone else's style that's like a bigger person. It shouldn't be someone you're just making art because something's trending right now. Or like it shouldn't just be for the motive. Like I just want to get likes. I just want to get followers. I just want to get comments. I just want to be famous. I want to make money. That should not be your motive at the end of the day. Your art should be literally a craft, a part of you that you're creating because you're proud of it and i feel like the more true it is to you and you're making it because you genuinely love it and that's what you like that's who you are that's when you're going to find success if that is where success is going to come and that's the minute you're being true to who you are without looking at external validation external things to like give you that bump like it should be coming from within and i feel like your style is going to form over time so like even going back on my instagram i feel like you can visually see like how many times um, I've kind of, like I wouldn't say like it's switched over, but it's evolved over time. And I think that's like, we can look at any artist. You can look at Picasso. Picasso was a phenomenal, um, artist as a child. And he took his whole life to learn abstract. Like at the end of his yep. life, he's drawing like lines and shapes and stuff, but it took him his whole life to evolve on into that. So I feel like you shouldn't rush the process. You should be patient. Not even be patient. You should enjoy the journey that you're on. Um, and feel no sort of pressure to be like numbers should not pursue you to like pursue your way to make art numbers should not be in the equation. it should just be you what you like and what you're going to bring up like forward to the world and that will like your success and your doors will open as soon as you start doing that
0: I absolutely agree to that and I think there is a very thin line between being inspired and copying someone's style right all thanks to Instagram people just see a trend or an artist getting attention for something new that they have created and they try and create or mimic the same thing without thinking like is that the thing that they would love to create or not
1: mm-hmm. absolutely and you see that like every single day you'll see that every single day of someone copying <laughs> someone else's style like so using your own images getting caught altered your name taken out like there's just so many things that happen every single day um but again i feel like success comes to those who are like true to their art and those who mimic it'll never get to there because at the end of the day it doesn't matter how much someone copies you they don't have your brain they're not going to know your next move they're not going to know your next illustration um but i think it's super important to be mindful of where you get your inspiration from and it should not be from like other artists like it should be from your own life it should be from like like around you it should be of like lives of other artists but i don't think you should be going on someone's instagram page to get the, that inspiration i think that kind of like sway like psychologically that image will stick in your mind and whatever you're creating it'll start looking like that so it's super important to not get inspiration from another piece from another artist
0: absolutely since we are talking about inspiration, so what's your creative process that you follow before starting anything new?
1: Mm, I would say like well, most of my ideas just come naturally. Um, depends on like what topic I'm kind of doing. So essentially my dad um, shares a lot of stories about like my grandparents, my great-grandparents. And I think a lot of like cultural illustrations come from stories or just like stories of the family in general um and then when it comes to like more the religious pieces on like sikhi that comes from when i'm like reading a shabud or listening to a shabbud. and i feel like i can only illustrate those uh those images when i'm either listening to shabbat or i'm like watching something that is spiritual um or else like i can't get like the vision across so that's something a little bit different compared to my other illustrations um and then whenever i'm like lacking any kind of um like I don't have any projects going on I don't have any inspiration and I don't have like any illustrations that I'm working on I just start creating like I do self-purchase of myself and then I feel like more ideas kind of come within when I start making myself um but that's kind of like where I kind of regroup and then I start a new series again um but those will basically be like the main ones like I get inspiration at the most randomest places like I'll be on a walk like walking my dog and I'll get inspired um, watching movies inspired. Like it just comes like I'll be falling asleep and I'll be like, Oh my god, I have a new idea. Um, so that comes at on spots, but I do have like sometimes weeks or like two weeks where like I don't get like a single thing that I'm excited about or passionate about. Um and I think when it comes to that time, like that's where I have to go back, start making my like self portrait and like I like have like a creative session and I regroup on like what I wanna wanna want to create and the ideas flow through.
0: So let me ask this question: Is there any space dedicated, like where you work, or you can go anywhere, and maybe sit in a park or maybe at corner of your home, or do you have any ded- dedicated space that you have created for yourself?
1: Um, I would say like for making art, I'll do it anywhere. Like I'm usually like on the ground <laughs> drawing. Um, yeah. like I don't even use a table sometimes. Like I just I literally go on the ground and do it. Um. For, like, the business part, like, I have my own office and, like, all of my material and everything is in my office. um, And that's where I do, like, more of, like, inventory and all of that. But when it comes to creating, I can literally do it in a car when I'm waiting for someone um, or, like, in a park, a cafe, anywhere. Like, I could create anywhere, essentially.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, it generally happens in movies. Uh, Then you see, like, artists sitting in a cafe and observing someone and drawing something.
1: Yeah. I don't really have high standards for, like, where I need to be when I'm creating. So I can literally, like, you'll see me on the ground anywhere in the house just drawing on the ground.
0: (laughs) Whatever it takes to get best out of you, we are fine with it. And is there any time of the day that you, like... uh, Enjoy creating your art, like most of the artists. I I don't know if it sounds cliche, but most of the artists prefer midnight as the time when they create or do something creative. Is that true for you as well?
1: It is for the most part. Okay, but for the last two weeks, I've been trying to change it. So I've been waking up at five a.m. Um, because oh, I'm wow. trying to like make a healthier day routine. Because it's hard if you're like you know if you have your own schedule hard to give yourself like um the motivation to like go to like go to sleep early, wake up early, have a schedule for like when you eat, this and that, because like you kind of just lose track of time. Um so I've been for the past two weeks where like waking up at five, um, and like doing like all my health stuff in the morning. So like working out, doing yoga, praying and everything early in the morning. So then I can start working at 10. Um and then I'll just start drawing. Start with like emails, uh, whatever it is, like I'll split out my day. So it's not like of me just sitting around for eight hours drawing. Sometimes that happens, especially when I'm really inspired Um and I lose like I forget to eat. I'll forget to like get up and do like, you know, like normal things that I should remember of. So I try doing like everything healthy wise in the morning. So I just have it out of the way. So I don't forget I need to go exercise or I need to go do this. So I kind of just plan for that. The first two days were pretty hard to wake up that early because I'm used to going to sleep at like two, three, four in the morning, and there's no problem right. with that because I'll just be drawing the entire time. Um, but now I'm just trying to make it like a healthier, healthier day to day. So that's why I'm yeah. like the first three hours, like I don't even look at my iPad, I don't look at my MacBook, barely look at my phone. I just go in and I do what I need to do, so I have it out of the way, and then by ten o'clock, like I have the entire day to like work essentially. And I feel like that's the easiest way. Because if I like wake up late and I tell myself, yeah, I'll work out at night or I'll like, work out later, I'm never going to work out. So <laughs> this way, at least I have it out of the way.
0: Sounds good. I'm going to try this and we'll let you know if that works for me. One of the most important questions that I want to ask. Do you face creative art block, and how do you handle the same?
1: Um, I definitely do. I think I like mentioned it in the previous question, but um so when i every time i do face an art block like i'll start doing a self-portrait or i'll just open up a page and i'll start doodling um and sometimes like the inspiration will come through there
0: but uh in in this case also you're still designing so is there any other activity that you engage yourself yeah
1: like reading um reading is a big one for me and i think just like going out on walks Lately it's been hard because like in Edmonton it's the weather is horrible and it's super icy and it's been snowing a lot. Um, so like I guess the inspiration from like walking and being outside is kind of seasonal. Um, so not so much like in the winter time, but I would say like more like reading books, even journaling. I love writing. Um, I'll get more inspiration from that as well. And then yeah, just like I don't get a lot of time to watch movies and TV shows. I don't I, like I barely watch anything, but when I do, like, obviously, you're going to get inspired by a scene or something that happens in it. Um, but yeah, those would probably be like my main, main sources of kind of where to go when I get creative.
0: Okay. And what are you reading currently? Ooh,
1: I have like a few books going on at the same time.
0: Oh, so, oh.
1: Um, I know. I'm so annoying. I do this for every everything. Like even when I'm drawing, I have like four different illustrations going on at the same time. But a lot of, mm. like, books I read are, like, spiritual books. Um, okay. So I love, like, reading, like, I even if it's about Sikhi or not, like, I love reading things that are more, like, kind of inspiring, motivational. I've got, like, a recent one. It's about a creative. I can't remember what the name of it is. It's sitting on the other side of the room. But um, it's essentially, like, a spiritual art book for artists. So, like, when you're finding, okay. like, when you're creating a lot of art, when it comes to, like, spirituality, it's kind of, like, how to differentiate like you as an artist. um And instead of like letting other things define you. So that's been a super cool one. And that's also really good. If any artists are going through, let me actually grab the book because I think this is a really good book for anyone that goes through a creative block as well. It's called The Complete Artist Way by Julia Campman.
0: Awesome. Listeners make a note of it and I'm going to add this in podcast description as well. Ravina, I, mean, I would like to understand as an artist, you would want to add more and more details while you're working on any creative piece, and then you have artists who promote minimalism. So, is there any way to know like how much details are too much details, or maybe when do you when do you decide like this art is now ready?
1: Um, I would say for me, like what I do is because i have like two or three illustrations i'm working on at the same time um Mm -hmm. once i feel like i'm done one i'll go like work on the other one a little bit then i'll revisit that's one that's done and i'll see if i feel really good about it or if i feel like i can keep doing anything and usually like i get a pretty good feeling when i'm like okay i'm done like i don't want to do any more um and that's usually like i have to wait like a day or two like once i complete it i can't just post it like i need to wait to see if there's anything else that i want to add on to it so i think like stop looking at the illustration the painting for a little bit do something else and then come back to it so you have like a fresh set of eyes um and i think that will kind of give you more perspective on like if you need to add detail or if you don't need to add detail because yeah it's right you can literally add detail for like so long it could take years to do like you yeah. don't always critique yourself that hard right so it's, yep. it's important to know like this is good and this is like like you're proud of your work and just give yourself a pat on the back and just just go with it.
0: Got it. Yeah, I mean this this was helpful. Mm-hmm. I discovered you via social media. So, Ravina, what's the role of social media in your journey? And before you answer this, and I realized a little late, but I noticed there is an art in your Instagram handle which joins Ravina and Tour. So,
1: <laughs> I'm it's so happy the- you realized it.
0: okay so uh, is it like most people don't crack it i didn't crack it no
1: okay (laughs) you cracked it and you're a few because everyone's like is your name ravina r like why do you have an r and they're like no one understands it and i'm like wow when i first made it i was like oh my god ravina you're so smart this is so creative this and that like i was so excited about it but people barely get it so like i don't think it was that smart but it's so funny
0: Okay, do do I get any brownie points for that?
1: You absolutely do. (laughs) You absolutely do. (laughs) This is so good. Like, I'm so proud of you for doing this. And then no one understood it. So I'll get emails and they'll be like, Hi, Ravina R. And they'll think that's a part of my first name. And I'm like, my first name is Ravina, And I just added a R in between my first and last name.
0: Wow. I'm going to split my name letters and maybe see something comes up. But I doubt. I'm excited to see what you come up with. Ravina, I want to understand like, do you have something specific the kind of impact that you think you want to create or you just want to go with the flow or any milestones in your mind where you want to go next because as an artist, you create something and also try and create a positive impact around by giving back to society. So do you have any personal goals?
1: um i do i have many like i've never had milestones for anything in my life like i don't care about when i get married i don't care about anything like graduation Uh was whatever that like nothing else in my life kind of has uh, has goals but when it comes to art um i've laid out a few so i do like obviously as an artist i do want every single illustration to impact um the audience one way or another whether they like it hate it that like to evoke some sort of emotion out of it um, but I do want to, like, create books as well. So I want to illustrate books because I really like writing. Um, so just, like, having my thoughts side by side with, um, like, my illustrations um, is one of my dreams. And I'm really, I, like, I am I started working on my first one and I'm really excited about that. Um, and then I do want to have, like, exhibitions, like, around the world. Like, I really, really want to go meet everyone in person because I feel like my like my whole journey has kind of been on social media that i haven't really like met like have created these relationships with um through social media in person yet um and then even when i was like painting the mural down in calgary like there was a lot of people that came out and it was just so nice to see everyone face to face so i really want to meet like everyone around the world and when it comes to like giving back to the society um like every month 10 percent of our sales goes back to like the girls of Punjab and Haryana. And I feel like it's important to remember like other women that kind of don't have the luxury to be pursuing their creative um, passions because of so many other responsibilities. And I really want to like make more of a doorway for them to go and kind of like yeah. be more, like I don't want to label myself as like inspiring, but I do want them to see like you're allowed to have a successful career and be happy with what you do. Like it doesn't have to yeah. be you have to be like work such a nine to five clock in and out and that's it. Like that's the only way to make money or that's the only way to be happy is to make money. Like I don't want that to be a focus. And I feel like a lot of our society is wired that way. Um, but I do want to actually be like also in part like financially support. Um financially supporting I feel like is kinda of, like the easier way to support people. I wanna be there talking to these women. So I really that's why I wanna go like to different places around the world and I wanna to talk to kids. Um, I met Ravi Singh from Call Said a few years ago and he was just sharing that like art art has such a um, meaningful way to heal children and like heal people that have gone through so much. So I do want to like pursue like some sort of like workshops or something that goes with hand in hand with children Um, and just to have like someone to look up to and someone to like see that like, wow, I could do that when I'm older because I wish I had that when I was younger. Um, so I feel like that would be like one of the milestones I really do want to do in addition to the ones that I mentioned before, but, um, giving back is obviously the reason why we're doing what we're doing and it's like what we bring into this world. So I really hope that I can bring a lot of it through with my art. Um, but yeah, I do have a lot of goals I want.
0: My bestest wishes to you and it's so good to hear this. Thank you. And thanks to social media, it connects you you and your art to people across the globe. And uh, is there any geography where you're getting most love from in terms of business orders uh, coming from some geography which you didn't expect earlier? Um, I think everywhere
1: in the world has kind of been like very supportive. Um, I would say I get really excited when I get orders from India because obviously like my parents are from there. That's where I come from. Like my roots are from there. So every time I have someone from India ordering... Like I get really, really excited and I really want to show my parents like, oh my God, look at this person, they're already from this place. Um, but obviously like art has traveled, like I have traveled through my art. So because of my art, like my art has been so many places around the world that I I get so excited every time. But I think it's just the most meaningful when it goes back to like the land of my grandparents and my great grandparents, because that's literally why I'm doing it. And it's to pass the legacy like, ahead and for it to be circling back. So even in the farmers' protest, when they were showing my purse like posters during the protest I feel like that was one of like the most like amazing feelings to have like my art be supported in a land that I initially come from so I think it's super important when people from India support me and get really excited
0: yeah yeah but whenever you plan to do something in India maybe an exhibition I will definitely help you to set up and organize that
1: yeah everyone is so supportive i appreciate that so much i would love to meet you when i come down to india
0: definitely yeah you can't skip that huh. <laughs> no, and... not at all and now coming towards the end of our conversation i'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and you can answer them in either one word or one sentence okay okay top qualities in any artist
1: and i would say vocal and confidence those three
0: Okay. artists that you are inspired by
1: oh there's so many my favorite all-time artist is frida Kahlo. i love her it's my dream to go to her museum in mexico um
0: okay
1: i yeah she's she's my favorite artist
0: do you have a playlist and uh, what does that have for...
1: oh i have so many playlists for like every single mood um it's okay. <laughs> all like okay punjabi folk music is like my top favorite music um so obviously okay. like Surinder Kaur, um her sister, okay. ever, all of them like they're my favorite. I love listening to them. Um I also love like people that like sing like Punjabi poetry like bullet like they when they sing about Bolisha's poetry. Um but like you know that I like I don't know what kind of music you would call it, but it's like um like it's like that poetic kind. I really like listening to that, but I would say number 1 is definitely Punjabi folk music for sure
0: what what's your favorite book
1: oh um that's a hard one there's this one illustration book that i read as a child and i still have it to this day but it was like the very first book i read by myself like without any help um and it was called i love you forever and it's the sweetest book but that is definitely my favorite book
0: okay i'll I'll do check it it's so
1: cute i highly recommend it
0: (laughs) okay one thing that you would want to tell people who are still thinking to take their first step to the creative world,
1: I would say just do it. Like you don't know if you're gonna wake up tomorrow in the morning. At least what you do today, you'll be proud of. Um, so just take the step. There's nothing in life that's worth waiting. Like you should just go for it. Um, and just forget about like again, just forget about anything external. Just think about yourself and be like, does this make me happy? Am I bringing goodness to the world? And that's it. That's all you need. Those are the two things you need to think about and just, just do it. No waiting, nothing. You don't know if you're going to wake up in the morning. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't even know if like, like you know, for me, like every day I think like I'm so lucky that both my hands are working, that I'm like able to yeah. see, like I have eyesight. Like, there's so many things that we take for granted that a lot of people don't have. And you never know how long you have that for either. So why not be doing something, you know, that you're deeply passionate about? So that's my only, that's what I would say.
0: Yeah. Got it. Got it. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. And this is one of the episodes that I personally was noting a lot of things. And I think I'm going to personally start working on. And I'm sure our listeners also take a lot of learning inspiration from this particular episode. Mm -hmm. And I wish you best for your upcoming projects. And most importantly, the book that you are writing. I'm going to end this episode with a favorite line from one of your posts that reads, How beautiful is it to let our passion be a gift to this world?
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was one of the funnest interviews I've ever done. You were an amazing host and I'm really grateful that we got to do that.
0: Thank you so much. Let's do it. And hopefully we do this again, maybe in person, whenever you are in India.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye.